Due to technical issues, the first four minutes of the show got deleted. We now join Trainwreck tonight, five minutes in. The first field goal, he still would have missed. Like, that was just disgustingly bad. You can't give it, you can't, like, they gave you free points. You can't miss those opportunities against the Super Bowl champs. Yeah, and you saw what GM Smokey said last night. That kick was still veering off the cheek to Waga. Someone, I, I saw someone in the comments say it hit it hit Timmy's house. I mean, what the yeah. hell? You got to be careful over there. It, it's it was really embarrassing after he drilled that. What is it, a forty-eight yarder or something like that? But something that I'm taking away from the first six weeks of the season is it's just so disappointing. You go four and zero. You look so great. You can call it somewhat America's starting to get behind the Bills. And Nick, you have just two absolute duds on national TV. That's the most frustrating thing. America's watching both those games, and it's just embarrassing to be, you know, a Buffalo Bills fan right now. Hey, man, you're still four and two though. Like, yeah, keep it in a little bit of perspective. So it's not. How many times in your life have the Bills lost two in a row and still been in first place in the division? Probably never. Oh, that loss that New England losing that game was that was big going into Monday night for sure. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That, I don't yeah. know if it's embarrassing to be a fan right now. Like, no, so like, embarrassing just after those two weeks. Sorry, I shouldn't okay. have said it. I shouldn't have said it like that. Obviously. Wow, just the, Al, just, you were on the hot seat. Embarrassing to be a fan. <laughs> those are some fighting words in Buffalo. Just, just the national TV losses. That's what I meant to say. Like that is yeah. a lot of national attention on those losses. Yeah, for sure, no doubt. I mean, this and is the right. first time a lot of people around the world in Kansas, in Vegas, in California are seeing the Bills, and yeah, they're seeing. What, what is all this Josh Allen talk about? Guy can't throw down the field. He's kind of reverted these last two games somewhat to me to first 16 games, Josh Allen, rather than the second set of 16 games out of the 32 he's played coming in. Yeah, and I yeah. get it. it it's, it's the Titans. It's the Chiefs. So it's the Super Bowl champs and a team that went to the AFC championship. But still, both on national TV last year, what did everyone talk about? The Bills couldn't beat that great team. You know, they had the easy cakewalk schedule. You had to play the NFC East. Yeah, you beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, but you see what the NFC East is doing this year, and you look ahead at that Bills schedule. It doesn't seem like anything is a gimme anymore. You know what I mean? When you look at the Patriots, Seahawks, Cardinals, Chargers, Niners, Steelers. So this this schedule ahead is just huge for this team. And see, can they get over that hump? Can they beat that great team? It's so funny to me, though, when you say talk about those games that are like possible losses now because when, when the team's winning, everyone's like, wow – those could all be wins. And then this week we're saying, you know, they, they could lose all those games. Like I was looking the Cardinals game for me all year. Like I think, I think fairly highly of Kyler Murray and all year. That's been like, I'm like, they could lose that game. Like you would think Cardinals should be a win. I'm like, no, they could lose that game. Like I've been saying that, you know, all along, like, you know, it's possible. I don't know. And man, like after last night, I was looking ahead. They got the jets this week, which hopefully they can write the ship against yep. the JV team. And then, dude, they got Patriots. They got Cardinals coming up. Like, they got um, – I forget the third team, but it's like three good teams in a row right after that. And, man, like, they really got to figure it out because, you know, when it's one game, you say, hey, it's a week-to-week league if this happens. When it becomes a trend like this, then you start to worry. If it starts going downhill quickly, um, you know, it can get out of hand fast. You know, they could be 5-5 five and five at the bye week, you know, very, very quickly. I think I think my math is right on that. Um, yeah, dude, if they don't if they don't – thoroughly beat the Jets this week, there's going to be some real cause for concern. Your, your math is correct on that, Nick. Just walking us through the next six games here, you got the JV team, as you so amicably put it, the Jets. <laughs> but then you got a tough stretch. Patriots, Bill, or sorry, Seahawks, Seahawks Cardinals, yeah. 
So you got those three games and you got the bye. And obviously coming out of the bye at home against a West Coast team is beneficial, but you got the Chargers at home and then 49ers. So these next six games, it's going to be very telling. But it's very interesting, Al, like you said. I mean, the embarrassed to be fans, it's, it's funny because the sentiment is true. People are so passionate about this team. When they were 4-0, you couldn't wait to tell like someone randomly you were a Bills fan. And even yesterday, I mean, people were go Bills in at me all day when I went to Wegmans. Uh, we have a passionate fan base, and that's why when yep. things go south, I mean, we know it. We've known it for the last, you know, 20 years. When things go south, it's going to be just as crazy as when things are going north, like they tend to do for the most part with McDermott and Bean. But the very interesting thing was there was somebody in the post game yesterday that said, well, I don't think it's interesting, more bizarre, but that this is the worst stretch they've been in in the last 10 years. And that includes the Chan Gailey 0-10 start. So I think people are a little bit national attention Two very top-tier teams. They were in the AFC Championship last year. A little bit yep. of an overreaction. That's why it's overreaction Tuesday. We're in OT right now. And another crazy thing, too, is if you think about it, the offense, which this is typically not the case, has won all four games this season. I mean, I mean people were talking about going into this year as this Bills defense, what, being – I mean, some people said top five, but definitely top ten with the playmakers on this defense. And then you got guys like Murphy and Phillips benched yesterday – so, I mean, Nick, in your opinion, is, is the defense right now clearly the number one concern of this team? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You, I mean, Josh, Josh Allen look, looked, like you guys said, like bad yesterday. Missed a lot of easy throws. Even the Tennessee game was not quite as good as the first four. But, like, last year, if you would have looked at his stats, but he had two, 250 roughly yards and two touchdowns, you're like, all right, you know, you might take that. Like, that sounds all right. Yesterday, man, 14 for 27, 122 yards, like, and just missed easy throws, threw off his back foot a bunch. That did not look good. And yet, man, the defense is so much more concerning. I should go back. That was something nobody's talking about is the uh, inactives before the game with uh, sitting Trent Murphy and Phillips. Like, holy cow, you're trying to send a message. Picked a heck of a game to send a message during against the Chiefs. Like, you know, you sit them against the Jets maybe, and, they, and you know, you still roll the Jets or something. I don't know. Like, you picked a heck of a time. And just close to working out with that forced fumble that wasn't at the end of the game with uh, the guy who came up from the practice squad, whose name I'm forgetting. This close. Zimmer? Z yeah. That's Invader Look. Zim. I like the way he's getting Invaders, into the backfield. Yeah. It is crazy. We, we got to talk about this because I have a ton of points, but under like my four to five points of talking like for this game, there was a moment with five and a half minutes to go where that ball squirted out and the Bills pounced on it and you felt like Despite everything that's happened mm -hmm. in this game, the Bills need 50 yards to go ahead of the defending Super Bowl champions right now in mm -hmm. prime time. So it's crazy. I will say that, you know, there have been Bills heartbreaking losses in the past that have had like four to five plays that could have flipped the game entirely. And it kind of felt like that last night, despite the boa constrictor game style that uh, yeah. Andy Reid played on us. And by the way, shout out Russell Moore and Alex Lemire tuning in. We got Russell Moore shouting out the Bills. Russell Moore is just pounding bill beers and cheering on the Bills. Lemire says four and two in a division lead in August, I would have been happy. But the way the last two losses have happened sucks. I think that's a fair point. The way it's happened sucks. If you lose to the Jets and Dolphins and then rattle off four wins, we'd be feeling great. But yeah, that two, two losses, you feel more negative like, than there, There's no, there's never a good way to lose. And honestly, like last night, as disappointing as it was, like you remember. I don't know, the last decade of your life, basically, when the Patriots game would come out in the schedule and you'd be like, well, it's going to be a loss today. Like, honestly, it's kind of what it felt like last night. I was like, well, all right, you know, they're not at the Chiefs level yet. They just won the Super Bowl. 
And it's, it's, you know, you look at the final score or the final stats and you're like, you have how many rushing yards? I think, you know, 245, 65, maybe that was the most the Chiefs have ever had under Andy Reid. And you're like, they only gave up 26 points. Like it's a weird, weird kind of thing, but there, there's never a good way to lose. You're going to feel bad no matter what. And you would always like to be on the winning streak going forward, but that's, that's football, man. It happens in the NFL. Good teams lose all the time. No, I mean, you're is right. it that's... a good sign that all that stuff went wrong on offense, all that stuff wrong, wrong, went wrong on defense, and you were still playing like a one-possession game in the fourth quarter? I mean, is there any solace in that as you go forward? No, nah, I think you wanted to beat the Chiefs, man. That would have been a huge win for McDermott. I, I mean, but Maniac, we want to, let's talk about that tweet from Geary that he mentioned, yeah. and I, I wanted to bring that up because, you know, after there's – he said after their second – drive touchdown the Chiefs had scoring drives of 12 plays 13 plays 10 plays 12 plays all over 75 yards all eating a ton of clock so people are like yeah you know we only gave up this many points to the Chiefs but they didn't even have to use the key parts of their offense really right you didn't even Mahomes didn't even have to beat us there was 21 for 26. Like it was, he still did a great job. It's just like, they didn't even have to use them. No. And you saw a lot of those, those were what five to seven yards. They just kept milking it, milking it down the field, down the field. And I think that's, that's the biggest, you know, thing that pops out to me in my, in that game is yeah, we lost to the KC run game. And even though Mahomes was efficient, it wasn't that, you know, that classic Mahomes type game. Like look at that game against the Raiders. They lost his numbers. His yards were ridiculous. So, yeah, I think they took away the big play from Kansas City for the most part. So are you subscribing that they didn't even need these like the deep ball at all or that that was taken away by the Bills? I, I didn't think they didn't really need to use it. They, they ran the ball. They were picking up seven yards. That's a bad look for the like, Bills defense. I'm just saying that's the I'm only sorry. solace. But I'm just saying that's the only solace they took from last night was we committed to stopping the big play from the Chiefs. And for the most part, except for a couple quirky third downs, and we'll get to that last third down in a minute, but – I mean, they really, the spin zone of the media today was that they stopped the Chiefs from making the big play, and that's why they were able to keep it close, 23 points in the fourth quarter. But if you're saying that you lose that, that's a whole story altogether. I mean, you can also also blame the conditions of the game. Both quarterbacks couldn't really do shit when it came to the the forecast, constantly raining the entire game. You saw even Mahomes had some throws that looked questionable, looked like they were ducks. And another thing I want to bring up to you about this, the defense of the Chiefs last night, stopping Allen, it looked very much like a Bill Belichick defense. I mean, they literally had nine people in the box consistently bringing pressure against Allen. And that's what Bill Belichick does against Allen consistently. I mean, when Allen struggles, that's what teams do. They load that box. They bring one safety deep, typically, when you watch how they defended him. And they bring everyone up in the box and blitz the shit out of them. And that's what they did in yesterday's game. And it's it scares me because if – if that's the playbook again against Allen, it it works. They yeah, but when, when you say nine in a box, like what I first think of is when they had Tyrod and like four teams in a row said we just needed to make him be a quarterback and we could beat him. Like if you really put that many guys in the box, that should be the quarterback should be picking you apart. I, I, Nick, I agree 100. percent But that's what I saw last night. I saw and that's a why lot the of Bills huge... didn't blitz the Chiefs. I mean, historically, when you blitz a Brady, when you blitz a Mahomes, they carve it up. That's why the Bills. Everyone was begging the Bills to bring pressure last night. There was no chance they were going to bring pressure. They were determined to get there with three, four-man rushes, and they really couldn't for the most part, which is unfortunate, I guess. What did you guys think of the O-line and pass blocking? Did you think they were – like it felt like Josh was under pressure all night, but did you feel like it was because of the blitzing or because they were just not holding up? 
I thought they held up well for the most part. I don't know what else they got over there, but I mean, the blitzes, it's almost like there were a number of plays where Allen knew everybody that was going to be blocked. He knew the one person that was coming in on touch and he almost like planned to like, let that person come full speed at him and then go out. It sounds ridiculous to analyze it that way, but it almost sounds like those were the pre-snap reads he was making to me. I mean, Nick, you bring up a great point because where is the run offense right now? Where is Singletary 10 for 32 yesterday? Where is Moss? I'm already 15 for 42 combined. They were 15 for 42. That is abysmal. Like when the chiefs are running it for eight a tote, that's abysmal. And weren't before this week, some people kind of calling out the chiefs defense too, being a little weaker. Like the Bills should be able to do something against this defense. Yeah. The Raiders picked them apart. Yeah. Yeah. Derek Carr was, it was like a laser light show. It was like a Lady Gaga concert out there. So I don't know. It's, it's tough to say there, but um, you're right. It is crazy how in two weeks, you know, perspective, you know, from a Bills fan can change, but just looking at that schedule ahead, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Bills compete week to week. You know, Ken Allen go back to those first four games because it looks like right now, the rest of the season, we're going to get, we're going to get dubs. It's going to come down to Allen and the offense realistically right now. Cause I wouldn't say the defense is not fixable, like, I don't know what they're going to really do there, but it's going to come down to how this offense can perform the rest of the season and put up points. If you guys want an overreaction for overreaction Tuesday, you could, there's a, I'm not saying I believe this, but you could start building the case that Josh Allen needs elite talent around him to perform. He's not had John Brown the last two years. He had John Brown. He wasn't really healthy. He didn't have any, yeah. didn't show up on the stat sheet yesterday. If John Brown's not stretching the defense, maybe that's something that's taken away from Josh Allen. Like you, you gotta think the first, you know, when they're the first couple of games, they're picking people apart. He's dropping 400 yeah. yards. It's like, this is one of like the top, you know, offensive weapons groups in the league. Maybe not, not the top, but up there probably like how Sam Donald would love to have some of these guys on his team. Right. Yeah. Like in John Brown, John Brown looks banged up, man. He didn't look good yesterday. Like he had the one that he dropped or hit him in the face or whatever it was in the first yeah, half. Right in the and face. Then he, yeah, right in the face. Then he then he seemed like he was hobbling on the sideline. So, does Josh need all of those guys at full strength to be? Good? I don't know. It's if you want an overreaction, there's one avenue. I, down. I, I probably had the biggest overreaction of the show, saying I was embarrassed to be a Bills fan. I hope we can cut this. <laughs> that was that Maybe was total culmination of overreaction Tuesday right there. It was like you brought a big pie of overreaction Tuesday. Shout out everybody tuning in Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Real quick, before I know we've been talking about the Bills for a minute here, but before we move on from Nick, our DJ Supreme says that with 30 points in the second half against the Rams, with the Raiders game going the way it did, the Titans, the Chiefs, Leslie Frazier belongs on the side of a milk carton. Do you agree? On the side of a milk Because he's missing? Yeah. Yes. That- yes. He's missing in action. He, well, he's still calling the plays, so it can't be too missing. I mean, if you're saying you should take the play calling away from him and think that that's a popular thing on Twitter, I don't know. He's been McDermott's been sticking up for him, so I don't, I don't think he's missing for like McDermott seems to know where he is because he keeps saying, "I believe in him." He's gonna keep calling the plays. I'm not taking it yet, but uh, man, for a guy like, and I don't want to like super overreact to a couple games here. Like Leslie Frazier has been seemingly trying to still get a head coaching job. Every, every year, like when the, the Fitzpolar Alliance puts out their list of candidates, he's usually on it still. And I do feel kind of bad. Like he's getting a bad rap here very quickly. And I don't like, it's still McDermott's 
defense, you know, I don't know, like I only people on the inside could truly know how much credit or blame should go to McDermott versus the coordinator versus, you know, some, you know, players on the field and that kind of stuff. Like he's, uh, he's getting a lot of fire right now. That's, that's for sure. I know we're moving on to Bill's Jets talk, but the real talk on Twitter guys today, I mean, there's always that one play in the game where people are going to look back. Well, if that had been called differently, it would have been a different game. And we are talking about the third down with four minutes to go, third and 12. Mahomes rolls out right. He takes a ton of time, which is what Mahomes does. And his offensive linemen all move downfield before he makes the throw. I mean, do you guys think this was just a typical missed call from the NFL, or do you think it's egregious, honestly? Nick, I'll let you go ahead. Man, I got to be honest with you. I uh, have not seen that replay yet, so you guys are going to have to take this one. You got about one lineman. He's only a yard or two downfield. You got a, a second one who's a third downfield. You have mm. one lineman who is a solid five yards downfield. Because, again, they're thinking that Mahomes made some play downfield. And, then, and they're kind of, like, starting to get on their horse to go help. I know. I know. I saw that screenshot you're talking about where Mahomes is over to the right. There's three linemen way down the field a little bit. Yeah, I know exactly. That was a horrible missed call. All right. Well, can't, can't, can't bake on missed calls. Yeah, I looked that one up. Yeah, how about the one play where Mahomes ran backwards and still almost got the first That pass? was absurd. Like, that was everything wrong with the NFL. Like, because he should have been killed. Like, in 1997, he would have been killed. But in yep. 2020, where we're enforcing player safety and not hitting towards the sidelines, Bill's in a risky spot. He runs. He, that was like a Madden play where you, like, drop the controller and just, like, start going the wrong way. And then you start going. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I was uh, like so some of the old video games like you would just kind of like steer around people and like go in a circle because the you know the defender would blow by you. It was like NFL Street used to do that all the time. Like you would just you would just steer deke somebody. That was he just turned around in a circle and then yep. yeah, insane. And how about our Frank and Cheek to with probably the stat of the night? Harrison Phillips has done more West Her commercials than more tackles for a loss. That's that's an unbelievable stat. I'm not accepting any Team West Her slander today because the, the commercial was pretty good last night. The commercial was pretty good with, with the old Steve Tasker. Yeah. I, I, I've been a hater on some of their other commercials, but the, the one with the old Steve Tasker was good. I, I got to give credit where it's still. All right, so real quick, some Bills Jets talk. Uh, spread currently right now at Bills minus 13 with an over-under of 46. Uh, a little bit of a similar, kind of a similar spread to what the Miami Dolphins had this week at home. They were only nine and a half point favorites, a similar total. I mean, maniac, I feel like this one is kind of like you would you hit the button for like this kind of win. Nick, one asking, point. If you had the one point in front of me, I would hit it in a second. This Bills team needs a win so bad right now. No, they just not, need that swagger. They need, you know, you're going out in college. You just got to have that one good party bands after you like puke all over yourself, make yourself feel a little bit better. That's all they need. They need a one point victory. And if there was a button in front of me right now, I'd take one point. And you know why? We got our guy Jerry Sullivan chiming in. Okay. And he oh, reminds yeah. us, don't look back too far because a year ago, the Dolphins came to Buffalo at 0-5, being outscored by 30 points a game, and led the Bills in the fourth quarter. So any win is a win. It's a week-to-week league, and if they can pull a one-point win over the Jets, I'd sign up right away, Al. Yeah, I don't think Nick wants that, though. I think we need a statement. You, asked, you said a one-point win, or are we talking about the game line? Give us your perspective on both. I mean, are the Bills in a situation where a week it's a week to week, or you genuinely need to see like a bounce back out of them this week against Gase and the Jets? Uh, I mean, they should 
they should clobber the Jets, period. The Dolphins, you said they were nine and a half points favorites last week. That was the first game under Brian Flores they'd ever been the favorite, ever. It was nine and a half points. That's unbelievable. Of course they covered. Of course they covered. They, it was yeah, it was a blowout. Like the Jets aren't that bad, and they just got rid of Le'Veon Bell, who was like their few skill players. So, is uh, have you guys seen his Donald still out this week? Is Flacco still under center? Confirmed. That's a good point. Well, I mean, I, I can't believe that they, the Bills could be matching against Flacco in twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean, if, if Flacco is definitely the quarterback, like that team just looks so bad. Like they're just begging for their coach to get fired, and the Jets won't fire him yet. Like. Keep keep pouring it on. They are, man, just bad. All all kinds of bad football. They're not. They're not. Uh, the point differential I looked up was one of the, you know, the one of the worst in NFL history through six games. Not quite as bad as Miami was last year. Miami did turn it around. Yeah, but man, did, this is judges. As, as of this guy. morning, from everybody's favorite reporter, Manish Mehta, Sam Darnold's status unclear. And did you and did you guys see after that game on Sunday? The Jets traded veteran DT Steve McClendon to the box. He's a team leader. He's a locker room leader. He literally, do you guys see what he did? He, yeah, he got while, a, he, while in Miami, they did this. Yeah, right? he got, he, he took a runner car, left everything, left the team, just drove straight to Tampa. Yeah, said, screw you guys. I don't need my yeah. apartment. I don't need anything. I, I am off. free of Adam Gase. Let's get out of here. That was yeah. funny, honestly. I feel like getting out of Adam Gase's wrath is literally like when that guy escapes from prison in Shawshank Redemption. Like when he's just out there in like the rain, just like hands victorious. Like that was probably how that guy was driving. Like just hands up, like <laughs> let, 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 let anybody but Adam Gase take the wheel was what he was saying. I mean, and you see what happened there. He just doesn't give a shit. He's in Tampa now. He's a much happier player. Reminds me of a couple of players that the Jaguars traded that they were ready to leave that team as well. As soon, Cause they're, I mean, they're a disaster now. Um, what did the Jets get in that trade? They got, let's see here. Is it a guy or a pick? Stroud has the bucket, are sending a 2026 round pick to the Jets from McClendon and a seventh round pick in 2023. All right, man. I was going to say, could you imagine going from Tom Brady's team to Adam Gase's team? Oh, I might, my just, God. Opt, I might just opt out of the season and claim COVID or something. Like, just not nah, hard pass on that one. Yeah, that would suck. But yeah, no, just a couple draft picks. Just dump them. Get get rid of them. Get rid of that locker room guy for the defense. I can't wait, honestly, for one, to see what the Jets do with that sixth and seventh round pick. I have a feeling that they're going to turn it into just absolute gold. Uh, and how about the uh, – I'll give you guys this, the point totals for this weekend. New York Jets over under 16.5, Bills over 29.5. What do you like there, Nick? Wow. Man, after the way the Bills' defense looked, it's hard to, like, take their side of it, but the Jets just got shut out by the Dolphins, right? Man. Dolphins might... sneaky have a good D. They, Dolphins, they, you know what? I got to give you that. That's a good point. The Dolphins are sneaky good, and they're going to Tua now, apparently. His, uh, his two for two for nine yards was good enough to give him the start full time. Uh, man, let's see. Give me give me the, the Bills total, like, 29 and a half, you said? Yeah. That's a lot. Man, I might take I might take the game over itself, but I don't know like either team total is really attractive to me. So you're you're leaning both unders on the team totals. I don't know. I feel, I feel like I want the game over, but I don't know like neither Which, team. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think I would stay away from both team totals. Is what I'm saying. You like, I like yeah. last week the under felt really good to me, and then I didn't even know it was it was the weather was going to be that bad, and then I was like, should have put more on the under. But um, man, this week I don't know. Man, I think I like the Bills to cover. I, the total feels weird to me. Like the Jets could lay another egg, or the Bills defense could just let them walk through. I don't know. Like, I feel good about the Bills winning by a lot. Is is what I feel good about. So lay in the thirteen. Bring it on. Free money. I love it. Right. Double-digit Bills fave. Unfortunately, Al, not able to get it done for you as a uh, underdog this week, though. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah Chiefs, Chiefs minus five there was, was a good play. I mean, I had the six and a half with the Bills. Oh, where would you get that? To close out a four-teamer. Wow. You did it. Was that an alternate spread or that was what they offered? No, I think the line got to five and a half ish, and I bought a point to get it to like minus one fifty. Mm. Um, but yeah, just man. disappoint. I mean, and I, I thought can't that miss parlay always misses, man. You yep. hit on the Dolphins. You yep. hit on the Dodgers. Yep. Yeah, you, you hit a sharp play. The Packers Buccaneers under. Ooh. And then you just needed the Bills. Yeah, I know Dallas was an easy under, man. Missed it. I mean, and I had such an opportunity for a backdoor. Big time backdoor opportunity. You did. I mean, just two minutes left, Allen with the ball. Even they, You knew if they got in field goal position, McDermott would kick it with Bass, right, to hopefully give him some kind of redemption and make a kick from 30, 40 yards. Who cares? But, yeah, that was a, a pretty gross INT there to ruin that six and a half. Dude, just off his back foot, though, too, just bad. Yeah. Looked bad. And before Not we move on look. from the uh, NFL talk, Al, thoughts on your, your boys bills bet. Okay. We want to talk about, yeah, Nick, I'll bring this up to you. Let me see what you think about this. So before the season started, I took, cause I was so confident in the Dallas Cowboys yeah. and that offense. Uh, that, same. I was as well. Yeah. So I did an AFC East, NFC East division parlay. I did the bills winning and the Cowboys winning. Uh, okay. I got, I got that at like plus three twenty, So I got an over plus okay. three to one odds. Um, and obviously you've seen what Dallas has done. They are somehow still the division leader at two and four. Yes, They're still they the favorites. They're plus plus one fifteen the winning division Phillies plus one thirty five, and the bills are minus 200. That new England loss to Denver makes me feel a lot better about that pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think about Dallas here? Do I hedge that bet? And do I take the Eagles right now at plus one thirty five? Because I feel like if this gets any longer, you, you could start to see Philly minus one ten, minus one twenty. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I couldn't, I couldn't believe Dallas was still the favorite to win the division last week after Dak's injury, and I was uh, similarly thinking that the Cowboys were going to run away with that division, and I was a little nervous initially. Like Atlanta couldn't recover that onside kick, and that that uh, made me happy for for my uh, season season prop there. Uh, I did hedge that last week a little bit with Cowboys to miss the playoffs. That was like plus 105 maybe. Um, so I'm, I got I got some some on both sides. I'm still hoping they win the division because that's – I just like it when I'm bright on season ones because then you, like, you just feel so much smarter. Like even if the money works out to be the same if you hedge it, like you just feel better when your season one hits. Like, yeah, I called that six months ago. I knew. I knew. Yep. It's just I'm I, – I told my friends before, even when the season started, and I made that bet. I still said, if that goes down, I feel confident with Dalton. I said that. 
When you have those weapons on offense. Yeah, like he's he's got to be one of the better backups you could have. Yeah. I'd like Dalton more than Barkley if they had to go in. Oh, 100%. I'd take Dalton over Barkley, but oh, Dalton yesterday, I mean, I'm just – I'm definitely a little nervous. I know now he's going to have another week of practice. They got to go to Washington this week. But, Did I you mean, watch that game, the Dallas game? Not the full game yesterday. No, I was just miserable. Yeah, dude, no, the first half, like, un- like he got away from, like, a safety, got, like, almost got killed, like, the first three drives in every single play. And then Zeke had to go fumble the ball. Like, they were, they could have been in it the, for a while there. Like, Dalton was somehow staying alive. Uh, but, man, their offensive line just looks horrible. They got so many injuries that they got to do something. Oh, yeah. Both tackles done for the season. I mean, they're, they're, they're starting yeah, tight they, end. They got to be yeah. on the trade deadline, man, because this is, like, their cap situation is not good. No, and what's up What's up with Elliott? Fumbling like it's there's no tomorrow. No, yeah, nose ring Elliott just doesn't have the same Dude, how, did he have three nose rings in yesterday? I don't know what was going on. Yeah, he's got the one in the middle. I think he had two on the side. That was uh that was like like my my you know one of my jokes when he came out the field. I'm like, man, he was, was too many nose rings. He just, you know, couldn't focus or something. But I don't know. He's probably probably thinking, holy cow, our franchise quarterback just went down. Uh I gotta do every like I gotta like take so much more on myself and then uh just trying to be a hero, I think, fighting for extra yards instead of wrapping up. Yeah, and you could tell. I think it was his first or second fumble yesterday. He just left the ball out. He didn't even bring it in, like how you're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, it wasn't like these were like incredible defensive plays to punch it out. It was just like, you know, had it exposed. Yeah, so just disappointing, but we'll see. I mean, I can like I said, I can't believe after six, six weeks the Cowboys are still in first. It's a, it's a miracle. So I'm going to ride that. There's a chance that I go down to the creek before Thursday because I know the Eagles play Thursday night and lay a little bit on – the Eagles, because I don't think you're going to see him at plus 135 ever again, honestly. So we'll see. But hey, I mean, the Giants could win this week too. The Giants could win Thursday. That's how bad the division is. So, no, nah, I mean, I feel pretty comfortable the Giants and Washington will both not be in contention. No, I agree, but I'm talking this week. The Skins oh, could beat the, the Skins week. could beat the Cowboys. The oh, Eagles, okay, I got the you. Eagles could I, lose I, the I thought, Giants. I thought you meant because they're only like a game and a half out of first place. No, I got you. no, no, I'm not sprinkling anything on the Giants or Redskins, <laughs> but yeah. No Let's sprinkles, talk. no sprinkles. That's Washington football team to you. Did I say Redskins? Twice now. Sorry, yes. the, the football Jeez, team. Jeez, the disrespect, Al. Yeah, I'm struggling. Hey, it's my first time live like this in two months. This is it's, It hasn't <laughs> been very – not a good start. But uh, let's get into Nick. How about your background a little bit? Um, obviously, my LinkedIn research before the show did not go very well. Um, but, yeah, I would love to hear about your role. I know you've been now with NBC since 2018. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it, because I I, right. I I I clearly mis mispronounced. No, mis- no, no, that's that, fine. So. Uh, how far back you want me to go? So I went to uh, Kenichi's College, go Griffs. Oh. Um, excuse me. No, it's fine. Um, yeah, I worked in uh, intern in Pittsburgh after college for a little bit. Then I started at the Buffalo News in 2013. Uh, worked there for almost five years, and then I left for NBC Sports, and I was living downstate right outside of New York City for the last two almost two years moved back here during the pandemic um so I'm in Buffalo right now I've been enjoying being back here seeing some people and getting some good food man you cannot get good pizza outside I was in I was in over the Connecticut border so in in New York you can get good pizza but man pizza and wings outside of outside of either like in Manhattan or like Buffalo man not even Close. I was. I had to work on the Super Bowl the first year I was down there. Like we we didn't broadcast the Super Bowl that year, but I was working that night, and somebody's like, "Oh, we probably got pizza and wings." I'm like, 
Oh, I haven't had good wings in a lot, man. What a letdown. Those wings are holy cow. And they were they were pumped. Like, oh, these are pretty good. I'm like, come on. Uh, anyway, um, so the Buffalo News, I had covered the Bills for two years. Um, that was Rex Ryan's final year and Sean McDermott's first year. Uh, the final Rex Ryan year was insane. Just every, every day, Rex could either A, say something ridiculous that would like generate national headlines or he would, you know, just something would go wrong with the team or he was constantly putting out fires that he had mostly created himself. I like how he put out the fires by just like having random diversions, like wearing a Clemson football helmet, like to the press conference. Yeah. Where where else have you seen that strategy recently? I don't know. Oh, I know. Couldn't, wouldn't have an (laughs) idea. By the way, Nick Parisi chiming in. Long Island, the goat for pizza. So he says, don't disrespect wow. Long Island's name on that pizza. Uh, is, is that Nick Parisi, Canisius College uh, classmate? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> By the way, I went to Canisius College for one year while, while we're throwing that out there. All right. Well, that's uh, I'm happy for you for one year. I, I was yeah. a Bosch guy. I was a Bosch. A Bosch? All right. I was a commuter guy because uh, just was. <laughs> Give me the news. <laughs> Yeah, by, by the way, man, speaking of like the upstate downstate thing, he's from Long Island. I met somebody from Long Island last week who told me they thought upstate started at Westchester. And I was just, just blew my mind. Yeah, excuse me. Like, that's absurd. Yeah. And they were adamant of it. She, she was also surprised Buffalo had buildings. Like, I was like, have you ever looked at a map? Like, I was trying to be respectful, but man, like, holy cow. I was. I just had to get that. It's been bothering me. I tweeted about it. this has been bothering me, like hurting me physically. Like, I don't know if you guys follow John Campbell. He's a, a political reporter for Gannett. He covered like this is his thing is like, what is upstate? And he's always, you know, tweeting about it. like this is personal. Like this hurts. Like it hurt me to hear that. So I'm clearly not over it. And I'm sorry for boring you guys with it. But um, you're not boring anyway, me with anything. Yeah. I mean, the, the, West, the <laughs> eastern side of the state has no regard for the Western side. I've lived in both. I lived in Bronxville, Westchester, New York for a, a minute. Okay. So, I mean, but they have they have no clue how the other half lives. Whereas, you know, if you're in Buffalo, you know New York City is a little bit more right. hustle bustle. You know Manhattan's right. a little bit more like, you know, all over the place. But, I mean, right. just... To, to them, upstate means you peasants who don't live in New York City. Like, that. that's what they think. So, Facts. Um, all right, I don't know how we got there, but oh, Nick, what's up, Nick? Good to hear from you. Sorry about the Yankees this year, man. That was tough. We were all uh, devastated by that. The Yankees were supposed to be the one to take down the Astros, right? Like that. That's the we needed that. Uh, you know, um, I feel like like the Star Wars, like some lightsaber guys. Like I need to vanquish you. Like this is what's make the world right. I mean, not that other people think the Yankees winning. Like non-Yankees fans think like the Astros might be here and the Yankees might be like two inches, you know, above them and their, you know, their mind of evil sports teams or something. But um, we can talk baseball in a little bit here. Um, where was I with the football? So Rex Ryan was character. It was super interesting, like, as a reporter, to, like, cover that when, you know, people cared about what he did and stuff. And then Sean McDermott is the exact anti-Rex Ryan. So he's never going to say anything interesting and, like, kind of uh, sometimes reminds me of like Mr. Clean when like the light shines off his head and he's just um, perfect. I have nothing interesting to say. I am following every cue from my PR team and my agents and that's the end of the press conference. Have a nice day. Like that's Sean for you. So kind of like Belichick, right? No, no. Belichick's like, I'm going to be gruff with you on purpose. Uh, That question, uh, no comment. We're on to Cincinnati. And Sean just like, oh, yeah, that is a good question. We uh, we have the process, and we're going to trust it and uh, trust the process. 
and he's just like like not he doesn't try to be rude about it like belichick yeah people always say belichick is like very funny and personable like off camera but when he's on camera like he brings this demeanor intentionally like sean doesn't try to be rude to you on purpose he's just like i i don't like we don't know him personally so i'm sure he's not like a boring person but he would just be fine with you thinking he's extremely boring the only thing i know about him personally from a Kim Pagula seminar that she had at training camp last year yeah. is that he will replace a meal with ice cream, which is a move that honestly I can subscribe to. She said that she's been at dinner with him and he just eats ice cream. Like, and I'm like, all right, all right, all right, all right, coach McDermott. All right. I, I, I trust that process. Seriously. The only personal thing that I've heard about him from a buddy was that his, uh, his father and son got uh, their car broke down in the winter time outside snowstorm in or in orchard park wherever mcdermott lives and they actually pushed his vehicle out of that area and in, in like a ditch or something to get it to safety it was mcdermott and mcdermott's father that did wow and he said since then ever since he's heard that story he'd want to run through a wall for that guy yeah when you said father and son or did you mean mcdermott's father and mcdermott's son or mcdermott's no, father was- and his brother no it was no no so it was mcdermott and his dad that pushed the other, the, that family out of the snow. A random family? Yes, random oh, family. Oh, my God. That, see, that story got more ridiculous. Like, your, your yes. car just breaks down out of, like, a beam of light come the middle hey, when, when was Are you kidding me? How do people not – more people not know about this? I mean, I mean, it's it's a random story. I mean, I don't think Sean's yeah, trying to advertise get, it. How do we get rumors that Jimmy Garoppolo's at Mulberry's or that Stefan Diggs is at, you know, Duff's, but we can't get McDermott pushing a car out of a ditch? Everywhere. I will read you the message right now. Just went back in Slack. Okay. One so time, that- one time in his first season here, my brother's car got stuck in the snow just randomly in front of the McDermott's house and him and his friends were trying to get it out. And McDermott and his dad came out of their house and helped them push him out. Guy is a legend grit. How, when did it like, how do people not know the story? Why would that be? Why would that be advertised? I mean, if you told any media member when that happened, they'd be all over it. Yeah, it was for Rex Ryan. Somebody paid for Rex Ryan's coffee at at Tim Hortons, and it was like a huge story. Like, this would have been all over the place. I I mean, I don't think they were posting it on Instagram or anything like that. I think they were really trying to get out of that snowbank. Well, still, you don't need a photo in the moment, but it's like the story will get out there. Hey, this one didn't. He, Sean McDermott. All right, well, listen. What does he do with the Bills organization? You don't hear about You don't hear about moves. You don't hear about uh, dude, dude, stuff. there's like a balance. They gotta have like your own self PR to like put in there too. I have a, a McDermott's agent, I'm sure one of that would like that story to be out there. That's I was gonna actually, say, literally, you know if, if I was McDermott, I'd yeah. be texting my agent, I'd be texting my PR people, get some like get some camera lights yes. over here, like get some really good like footage of me pushing this car out of the bank. I want <laughs> yeah. everybody knowing. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm, they're, I'm they're, sure they're saving it in case they lose the Jets. Then it'll come out like Monday morning. Oh, hey, here's this video from like a year ago of McDermott doing this awesome thing. That's he's playing the long game, perhaps. I see it. Can yeah. you imagine that Mike Harrington headline? McDermott can't jumpstart offense, but he pushes car out of snowbank. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah. So Nick, real quick, so what do you do at NBC? I NBC. I am a, officially I'm a researcher. So in general terms, that means anything that needs to be uh, fact checked for television or mostly for television. But if it's for 
um, a stat a stat packet for a broadcast for like a text that's going to pop up on screen, anything like that. I could need to write it or fact check it. Uh, my main job is working on the, the like the ticker. They'll scroll across the bottom um, and doing uh, writing up news stories for that or fact checking stats or whatever. You know, bringing it up, bringing it up during. You know, if we have a hockey game on, if we have a Premier League, whatever, it's you know, we don't we don't have it in during the game like some channels do, but then halftime it pops up when uh, the halftime show starts and you got all the scores, all the stats, all the news promotions for other stuff. Um, and it's it's being in a, in a control room like that is, is is nuts how stressful it is, but um, that's pretty cool. Uh, right now, I've, today I was working on stat research packets for Sunday Night Football this week, so I can. It changes all the time, but it's uh, it's a good company. It's obviously watch Sunday Night Football every week, Football Night in America, seventy T. So you're uh, full, you're so you're fully remote now, working for NBC in Buffalo. Oh uh, yeah, oh, during the pandemic, yeah, our office closed in March, and it's been mostly closed. There's a few people if you meet like a bunch of criteria that uh, I don't meet because I'm not that important, I guess. But um, yeah, so it's I've been remote for several months now. Besides okay. the interaction factor, do you like working from home? Yeah, love it. I mean, being being in in home period, like you, you just get, you know, you do laundry, you know, while you're you're just taking that, that two two second, like you do so much more yes. productive. So, uh, being being in Buffalo, obviously, I enjoy it because I actually know people here, and that's that's good. You can't can't do too much during the pandemic, but it's good uh, just knowing where everything is. And I need to run to this store, and I don't have to like Google Map how to get to the store, and it's just there, and you know it. That part's nice, but. Um, pandemic could end anytime. I'd be happy with that too. Oh, hundred percent. I think we all would for sure. And I, and I think too, about the, the work from home is that extra sleep is, oh, the extra sleep is immeasurable. Like when it's, when it's 10 o'clock at night, it's technically like nine, eight (laughs) 45, right? It's like, that's that's a really rough conversion. I don't know about that one. Right. Wait, what do you mean? How, how much extra sleep do you get now since working from home? I mean, I'm still going to bed at the same time. I just don't have to commute. I see. I feel like I've been going to bed a little later now that I know I can sleep in at least. Oh, sometimes. even later, you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I mean, all right. I've never been good at like going to bed early, so maybe that's that's just me. I mean, typically, typically I shot for like in bed around ten fifteen, ten thirty. Now I'm oh my okay. God. What time do you wake up? I mean, when I was going to work. Like I'd be waking up at six thirty to be in the office right. by eight. Man. Man, I can't remember. Well, all right. I was if I was if I was working like the five or six a.m. I'd be I'd try to be in bed before eleven. But like, man, regularly being in bed before midnight would be a first for me. I think. Uh, wow. Nick, you're talking a big game right now on Train Arc tonight, episode one eighty two. But when we have you back for two eighty two, I bet you'll be hitting the hay by <laughs> by nine thirty sharp. Oh man, I'm getting I'm getting old here. So that uh, you know it probably goes in, in a some sort of regular fashion in your life you're in college your bedtime goes i don't know where, where this graph's supposed to go but it goes you know you you 1 a.m 2 a.m 3 a.m regularly and then i don't know i'm on i'm on the wrong side of the trend i feel like yeah and it's 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 tough fixing that trend i i was doing the i used to be doing the 11 30 to 8 shift so i'm staying up consistently till 2 30 yeah i know how that's like and then you're waking up at 10 10 30 before that shift so it's a tough adjustment, but like I said, I work from home. I love that, those extra hours. Like I said, I feel like I have my own like time zone now where it's just great. I got that extra hour, hour and a half. I love it. Um, said it. It's great. Like when you go to work for eight hours, like, you know, I got my dog Prince Philip, like 
you know, a 90 second break from work to let my dog out is immeasurably better than any 90 right. second break from work I had ever gotten before. Right. You know, I think the future is we got to get companies to like pay us for things to, to work from home, like a standing desk or a laptop stand or something like if you like, that's the future. That's the future. I think if people are saying, I don't, I don't know that by end like the future of offices is like, you know, going, they're going to be extinct or something like I don't buy into that. But I would like to see companies who are, especially like the the bigger companies like you know Google and like that kind of stuff. Their their offices are closed for you know a year in advance. Some some of them like I would like to see uh, companies funding and, and NBC has. I'm not saying my company like uh, um, just more companies being willing to fund people some work from home stuff. That's what we gotta keep banging the drum on. Dude, well, by but- the way, get a standing desk. Holy cow! I've been. Uh, Switching between standing and sitting makes such a difference. My hips and my shoulders feel so much better standing. Get a standing That's, desk. I've never, I I've never, I've never used one before. I've seen people that do it. So you endorse it? I might have to give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, assume like I don't know if uh, like I was get like you know shoulders, neck, hips, back like we're getting we're feeling terrible from sitting so long. Like standing desk. If if you are one of these you know millions of people out there who feel like you have. They call it tech neck, like you're just looking down the whole time. Like, yeah, yeah. try the standing desk out. It's tough on your knees and your ankles the first week to like get used to it. Yeah. But I would certainly endorse the standing desk. Are you so Nick? I feel like are you going on like 40 years old? Like, are you uh, in that No, I'm younger than that. What are you okay. laughing at, Zach? <laughs> Where the hell did 40 come from? Well, I mean, he's talking about shoulders, knees, back, yeah, dude. Neck. It's- talking about body parts and you're thinking he's just 40 right out Dude, of the gate man, i don't know I, mean, I just you feel old man i'm uh, i'm on i'm on the right side of 40 we'll, we'll leave it yeah at that, no but... i mean i'm pretty right, sure I... i'm pretty sure nick's closer to 21 than he is to 40 <laughs> I I'm, no comment on hey, I'm, no I'm a couple comment. weeks. I'm a couple weeks away from 30, so I'm just trying to prepare right now. That's it. Al is Al. Like you can tell the overall demeanor of Al. He's embarrassed to be a Bills fan. He's very worried <laughs> about this about this dirty 30. I got a lot on my mind. A lot on my He's mind. Comfortable with the mustache. That you know that requires a certain age to be comfortable. I'm very. I I love it. You, have, you have some life experience. Yeah, I was. I used to. Uh, I was doing the mustache for the playoff run last year, got rid of it, brought it back during the pandemic. I literally grew my entire facial hair out, beard, mm. long hair. You can see it in the I, my Twitter picture. I was Do you have mustache wax for November? You're going to like curl the sides a little bit? I've, I haven't got the official mustache wax. I, I tried doing some stuff with this. I couldn't get it exactly, but I actually, mm. for the first time, I've had to purchase, you know, mustache shampoo um to just to clean it i mean it's just gross i mean i mean talk about chicken wings and things like that it's it, it's a mess so speaking of chicken wings nick you're mm-hmm. back in buffalo what, where, what's your go-to wings you know pizza place all right wings i uh, i support gabriel's gate is uh, the best uh personally so i'm not I'm not gonna knock anybody else's personal favorite they're all like honestly in buffalo like all the best places are between like 9.5 and 10 like there's not a huge difference at least in my opinion so uh some people like bar bill some people like elmo's as long as you don't think anchor bar has good wings your your opinion's pretty valid with me this is a, I'm a barbecue a great point, fan though, though because you, you're well traveled me too you're well traveled nick people we we do wing reviews locally and we've had people rate wings like locally from local spots here in buffalo like a 30 out of 100 and i really don't think these people understand what a 30 out of 100 really no, like yeah i mean maybe in like like if you 
I'm assuming you're on like, like a like a national scale here. Maybe like like the Buffalo scale. Like if you zoom in, it's like you know nine point oh to ten really means like you're zero to a hundred or something. But I don't know, man. Like there's you can. What I love about Buffalo, and this goes for pizza especially, but a lot of things. You can go to any random hole in the wall place, and you're gonna get good pizza and good wings. You can be driving basically through any part of town and just see a pizza spot yep. and hop in there and they're going to have pretty solid pizza and wings. Oh, hundred percent. That's, that's one of my favorite parts. And then that's rare. Like that's very special to Buffalo. Oh, the food here. Unbelievable. My cholesterol is high. Yeah. My cholesterol is high. I'm 29 years old. <laughs> it's a joke. So now real quick, maniac DJ Supreme, they, they do wing reviews for train wreck sports. Follow it on Twitter at wing reviews with a Z. Obviously Nick, they've done a lot of the big names. Do you mm-hmm. recommend any like smaller hidden wing places in Buffalo? Could be North Town, South Towns, anything yeah. that you recommend small places. All right. So I'm, uh, I'm from the town of Tonawanda here. There's a place uh, right next to Kim Maurice High School called Gino's Pizza Place. My number one pizza in all of Buffalo. Um, and I think you got, if you get wings there, like the pizza is number one for me, period. Uh, if you get the wings there, you got to get the the barbecue and then they'll put them on the grill for you too. Very solid. The char- Maybe barbecue. not like not probably not in my opinion, getting like not Gabriel's gate, like top, top place level. But uh, for man, the, like your local pizza place down the street is making up stuff like that. Holy cow. Incredible. Yeah. And okay. you said pizza wise, they're number one though. Just real quick. Oh, like, for what, for what, me. What? Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. Good dough. Right amount of sauce. Good. She just, the, the secret for them is in the dough and like, everybody's got their own stuff they grew up with like i i don't i don't hate on anybody else's like favorite like that's your thing like for me this is number one i've gone to new york i went to chicago i had pizza i had you know all, all kinds of places man nothing beats the place i grew up next to okay love it and i you know i think it's time it's 10 after 7 here on the east coast the the, the, the ralph wilson stadium behind maniac doesn't look like it did yesterday <laughs> I think it's time for a Nick Veronica lightning round. We just did a quick analysis and the lightning is moving in. You don't need Aaron Minkowski or Andrew Baglini (laughs) to tell you that folks. It is the lightning round sponsored by Pazda electric 716-698-2711 residential or commercial electrical projects. Give Pazda electric a call 716-698-2711. Nick, are you ready for the lightning round? I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Let's go. Okay, North Towns or South Towns? I just said, man, I'm from town of Taiwan. I got to go North Towns. Who do you got winning the World Series? I was just talking with my brother about this. I feel like on-field stuff, I would say the Rays, but then you think about, like, the big picture. Like, the Dodgers have lost, like, what is it, two of the last three World Series or two of the last four or something? Like, thank God I get it this year. Like, they are approaching, not not taking the spot, but approaching, like, Bill's – four Super Bowl losses stats if they don't win this one. Like, they got to put it together at some point. Like, it's like, I got to think this is the Dodgers year. They, they traded for bets not knowing if they could really sign them. Like, it was a one-year deal. Almost got wiped out. I think the Dodgers got to put it together. Not to overstate it, but, yeah, I mean, the NFL season is a grind, but 162 games to make the World Series over and over and not get it. You're right. They are entering that territory. This one's a little bit more controversial. Next media person to leave Buffalo, New York. You got any live odds on that? Wow. Um, man, it's, it's weird to say leave because so many places are still working remotely. So even if they get a job, like, are they really going to like leave, leave, or are they just going to work for somewhere else? So that's a, 
That's a tough one, man. I would, uh, I'm going to say myself, all right, because I'm in Buffalo right now. That's insider trading myself. Insider trading. Al, you got any live odds on that? For Veronica leaving? No, 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 no. For next media person. You, Nick Veronica is not your favorite to leave next. I know that. No, too. he wasn't even in my top five when I tweeted that <laughs> list out. I, I would say lines are moving quickly. I still think Madison Carter is a hot pick. I'd go Madison Carter. Ooh, maybe. that's a good take. That's a really minus, good take. Minus 110, minus 115 right now. Can we keep her? Can we give her a, a counteroffer? That's the question. Can they pull out the budget here for her? Let's I'm go. telling you, this is the Carter live on WKBW. Just her own newscast. She controls everything. Do it, Channel 7. It's the smart move. Nick, yep. it's an illustrious past, but narrow it down to one. Give us your favorite Kenesha sports moment. Wow. My <laughs> um, let's see. There's so many. I covered that, that I covered, 27 I to, or that 2007 win over Niagara at the Kessler Center was pretty legit. Uh, yeah, I've uh, I've been to many Niagara victories in my in my time. So I gotta I gotta think here. I've like I covered so many college basketball games. Um, man, I remember there's definitely a lot of lowlights with Canisius. I remember I was at the the MAC tournament when Frank Turner got thrown out of the of the tournament game because he. Went to go like this to a guy and accidentally hit him in the balls and the ref threw him out. Oh. Uh, that was like 2010, maybe. That's a bummer. Uh, there was there was the game. Uh, they thought they had beaten somebody, but Billy Barron, the shot was thrown on his finger when they reviewed it and they they called it off. I was at the Niagara game where Mariel Dahl, who's seven foot three, got called for goaltending with like one second left and they lost. Uh, these are all negative memories. Yeah, we didn't of. mean to go down negative. I know. I'm trying to like go through my mind here. And I think uh, think of the good ones. Um, what about the lacrosse? Yeah, I, you know, I gotta go. You know what? I gotta go. The college, the hockey team. All right. Okay. They, okay. Finally, the year they were the seventh seed in the Atlantic Hockey Tournament at uh, Blue Cross. They beat Mercyhurst in the championship game, and uh, that team, that team was special. Dave Smith had a really good group there, so they they came through, and you just. They had they had a big lead and Mercyhurst that I come back a little bit and Mercyhurst had a shot from like the neutral zone that went in that was like about to change you know the cold complex of the game and they said a guy was still coming back from from the offensive offsides, zone and he, he was, was offside yeah he was offside on the shot and they called it back and then from there on there was, it was it was over from that point so that was uh, that was a crazy weekend because the the tournament set up so weird like you, you got to play best of three best of three. And then semifinals and finals are just one game. So it's like they beat uh, – who did they beat in the semifinals that year? I w was it Niagara? I don't th think it was Niagara. You, you wouldn't remember a victory over those Purple Eagles? There was – dude, there's so many, though. They just kind of like <laughs> – they kind of all, they all blend in. We, we got to give credit where credit is due. Canisius hockey back in the day with Vinny Scarcella, very legit. Yep. Cool All right, moving on to the lightning round here. We got Will Bean make a move before the deadline. A lot of people have been talking about this. There's some popular names floating around out there, and we know that Brandon Bean likes to make moves. Yeah, but Brandon Bean does not have a contract extension yet, does he? Is that I remember in the offseason that was a talking point that kind of died out. I think Bean's got to make a move here, trade. They don't really have too many extra draft picks this year. I think they, they traded away one, and they got one back, so they're even, but it's down around, I think. Like even on total picks, I think, um, I think, yeah, man, this is like, you're in, you're, you're in the, the win now window. This is, if you need to get alignment or a linebacker, or you, whatever you need, man, these, uh, 
as far as I'm concerned, like scouts will absolutely not agree with this. Like day three draft picks, people seem to be willing to like give you things for day three draft picks. Just give them like that. That applies like tenfold to hockey, like rounds three through seven. Just give them like trade them for stuff that will help you in the NHL or the NFL level. Like, yeah, if you, if you need a lineman, like the bills are in their window. Okay. If they need somebody out there and they think they can get a run stopper for a fifth round pick or whatever Dude, just pull the trigger. Like, this is your year. If you could be on any game show, which one would you choose? I'm going to restart um, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Let's go. Silver Snakes. Uh, dude, I think uh, my love for sports analytics began as, like, a five-year-old who would get so mad at the end of the show. Kids would go in there with half a pendant, suboptimal pendant strategy. The temple guard would get them, and they would just lose their pendant, okay? You go in with one, or you go in with zero. There's no other choice. You don't pick up the half one. You tell, you yell out to your guy who's watching from backstage where the pendant is. You can't lose pendants. That's how you lose the Legends of the Hidden Temple. I mean, I can't – I mean, I would watch new episodes of Legends of the Hidden Temple in a second. That's mm. all I got to say. Yeah, uh, do you remember fam- Guts? Dude, I oh, always yeah. want to be on Guts. Double there, to be on. Legends of the Hidden Temple, Nick Arcade. Yeah, they found some real lame kids to be on Global Guts. And I was like, man, you are disrespecting our country. Call me. I want to come play with Michael Maley, you know, being my judge here. Maybe we'll do a train wreck sports Global Guts before all is said and done. Wow. Favorite right. Buffalo-based mascot. I feel like you can't take Kanisha's College here. I Dude, like I, was, I was Petey Griffin in a commercial one time. It was incredible. Um I, maybe I'll, I'll find the link on YouTube somewhere. Um, so if I can't pick PD, I'm partial to celery, to be honest with you. But yeah, that's, Biden, a, that's a sleeper pick right there. Yeah, I'm a celery fan. Great. Went out went out with a victory, one in 449. Favorite <laughs> sports movie? Jerry Maguire. Okay, that's a low-key, like, not a ton of sports action happening, but no doubt about it, a sports uh, yeah, movie. Yeah, I've heard that argument there. for it. But Show I, I me the money. Yeah, if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, Jerry Maguire is a sports <laughs> movie. There's no doubt about it. This time next week, is Adam Gase the head coach of the New York Jets? Uh, I'll say yes because, like, I don't know what more he can show you that would make him fireable in your mind that he hasn't already showed you. So at this point, it seems like they're willing to just hang on to him for a while. So I'll say yes. I love that take. I, the Jets shouldn't move Gase anywhere. Let him get his guys and keep him in his spot. Favorite wing flavor when you're going out for him? Uh, my default would be barbecue always. Like, I just prefer that over hot for some reason. I just, I don't know, I just like it. I've heard at, if you go to Elmo's, um, man, I think. Cajun honey dip barbecue? Yeah, the double dip. That was like Cleo yes. Max's favorite when he was at UB is what I heard. That's Whoa, put one. some put some respect on Joe, Joe Licata's name. Those are those are his goat wings. All right, maybe am I misremembering? There was something they said was like Khalil Mack's favorite. That was maybe it's, maybe it's the same. I don't know. You could correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm open to being corrected. Would it wouldn't doubt that Joe Joe just stole Khalil's favorite answer and went with it as a um, pretty pretty typical Licata move. Sorry, Grace, didn't mean to say anything like that. Very interesting point here, and a little this is just as controversial as the Buffalo media. Can Mark Miller do anything to save himself at this point? I'll, I'll leave this one up to both of you. No. No, man. No. It's, Not it's at all. sad what it's become. Yeah. Dude, just like you had a thing that was sort of cool like half a lifetime ago. Just like let it be what it was. When we did the 30 for 30 on Mark Miller from Trainwreck Sports, what if I told you Dallas wasn't the only thing going down? <laughs> 
All right. And last but not least, does this train ever stop, Nick? Is that a rhetorical question? Do, do you really want me to answer that? Yes. No, train never stops. Let's go. You're <laughs> seeing the lightning round brought to you by Pazde Electric, 716-698-2711. Amazing. I think, you know, it's, it's what time is it? 720. It's time for shout outs. And a good night now. Maniac, you want to start with you or roll with Nick? I'll, I'll, I'll cue us up. Uh, shout out so everyone's rocking and rolling. Real quick, we've been talking about first responders, and obviously, they, like a lot, we've done a lot of shout outs for first responders, and they are very much deserved. So like we said, we want nothing more than this pandemic to be over, to get back to packing the Ralph, to go into games at KeyBank, everything like that. But also a thing, too, is like shout out to these you know media teams that are working with all these teams, the Bills, the Sabres. It's a whole different world for them, too. They're not allowed to be right up against these guys like they typically are, where you're getting that behind-the-scenes access, everything like that. So shout out to the teams that are working with the teams and letting them play their sports that we are enjoying so much. And that, that was a nice one. I was going to think like who I personally need to shout out. And you're like, just being this nice person. Oh, I'm a, but, but keep gonna, in mind, I'm on my like 38th shout out. Like you, this is going to be your All one right, shot. Fair. So get, so get right, yeah. shout out uh, my, my best friend, Charlie Wachowski down in Atlanta. He's uh we, we co-host the process podcast. If you guys, oh, I blew that. More, I, I if you need more, pro, if you need more pods to listen to uh, we're it's uh, at the underscore process pod on Twitter. Uh, Charlie, what's up? Thank you for uh, doing that with me. And I just, I want to shout out, thank you to everyone who respectfully wears a mask in public. Like, no, we don't like doing this. Like, this is for like the betterment of the world. And some people like can't get past themselves. And that's just frustrating to see. So shout out to people who are not getting the, enough praise for like just doing what needs to be done for right now. Thank you for doing that. 100% mask up. I got two things here. My first shout out is the Tampa Bay Rays for knocking out the Houston Astros. <laughs> Thank God that the Houston Astros are not in this World Series right now with the LA Dodgers. The, just that would scare the crap out of me if they had a chance to win this World Series. I don't know what I would do. My second thing, can we get a wing reviews? DJ Supreme, Maniac, Nick at Climax in North Tonawanda. I've heard a lot of good things about that place too. Nick, you might think it's underrated overrated what are your thoughts i, I see it before he answers i see that in a lot in our mentions and like no, niche spots that we're supposed to go to i have not been there yet but i'm down to try okay wow okay. so a tonawanda guy hasn't been to climax in north tonawanda okay there... hold, hold, hold on quick t here all right when you say tonawanda there's a very stiff differential the town of tonawanda and then there's north tonawanda and then like the city of tonawanda very different places like we Tanawanda does not generally associate with the other Tanawandas. So, so there, there's big rivalries up there. Well, I mean, like the, the TNT football game is a big deal, but it's like usually North Tanawanda kind of, at least when I was growing up, like North Tanawanda always seemed to win it. But North Tanawanda, we, we like a little bit. City of Tanawanda, we feel like uh, gives the Tanawandas a bad name a little bit. So it's, it's like oh if, if, if we're learning, yeah, we're learning on the show right now. There, there's there's some like, Tanawanda like battles. Yeah. So when you, it's not that unusual if someone from the town of Tonawanda is not, this is lighthearted, of course. I don't, I don't have, I don't personally like hold this against anyone, but uh, it's would not be unusual for someone from the town of Tonawanda to not be in the other Tonawanda spots. Wow. Fair enough. Maniac, what do you feel about us? I mean, we're Clarence guys. I mean, wh I mean what do we The hate? people from the people from the hollow 
get pissy about the people from Clarence Center. I will say that. Uh, I mean, for sure. I don't think there's any doubt. And, 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 like, it, sounds, it sounds comical to say it out loud, but I think if you ask anybody coming from, you know, Davieville or hanging out at the Clarence Deli, I mean, they'll say F the four corners. Yeah, I would say, I don't, you're right. No, I definitely agree with that take. The Hollow Folk and then Clarence Center and, yeah, closer to Main Street Transit. Yeah, that's, all, that's, two, that's a yeah. different breed. I, you're right. Whole different area. So, well, wow. Train wreck tonight, 182 with Nick Veronica. It's, it feels great to be back after two months. We're going to be doing this hopefully every Tuesday and Thursday now. Nick, once again, thank you for joining us. We know now you are not the ticket researcher for NBC. We got that on lock. Uh, but, yeah, hopefully we can do a wing review with you soon. And, uh, Nick, how do we on this show? Before we end it, we got Tuesday and Thursday train wreck tonight coming out. So make sure you keep tuned for that. But on Friday, you better check out the underscore process pod. That's when Nick and Chad are dropping it. So make sure you check there for their new. Hey, thank you. Yes. Thank you for that. Hey guys, thank you for having me, by the way. This was fun. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. You know how we end the show, Nick? No. Let him have it out. Good night now.